0: Hello, this is John McCormick, the pastor of Crossword Christian Center in Round Rock, Texas, with another word on the go. Uh, Today's word will come from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, the Gospel of John, chapter 20, beginning at verse 24. We will read verses 24 through 29 for our time together today. Uh, I'll be reading, as usually, from the New Living Translation, but whatever version of the Bible you have will suffice. John chapter 20, beginning at verse 24, reading from the new living translation, you will find these words. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas nicknamed the twin was not with the others. When Jesus came, they told him, we have seen the Lord, but he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands and put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. "'Peace be with you,' he said. Then he said to Thomas, "'Put your finger here, and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe.'" My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. My brothers and sisters, for the next few minutes for our sermonic time together today, I want to preach from the subject better late than never. Better late than never. The phrase better late than never is a phrase that actually originated from Geoffrey Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. More specifically, his work, The Canon's Yeoman's Tale, is where this particular phrase can be found. And the phrase in its original state is for better than never is late. That means, my brothers and sisters, that while there was an expectation of completing something or arriving someplace on time, it is better to complete the task, even if it's late, and to arrive, even if you are late, than to have never completed the task or arrived at all. While the timing may not be optimal, it is nonetheless acceptable. It is an instantaneous example of grace and mercy being applied because while you didn't meet the mark on your arrival time or when the the assignment was to be completed, it was nevertheless accepted. Our text today is a story of someone who was late in reaching the right conclusion because he relied solely on his intellect. And logic rather than his faith. John the Gospel writer, or as many commentators refer to him, John the Evangelist, provides his version of the resurrection story in his Gospel. On the Sunday of Jesus' resurrection, Jesus drops in on a meeting the disciples are holding behind closed doors because they are afraid of the Jewish leaders. Perhaps they think that the leaders will soon be coming after them as they had come after Jesus. Ah, Jesus drops in on their meeting and immediately brings calm, joy, confidence, and hope in the midst of their fear. He gives them peace and also tells them that as the father sent him, he is sending the Holy Spirit. Noticeably absent from that meeting is one of Jesus's disciples, Thomas, also called the twin. Evidently, the disciples who were present for that meeting later told Thomas about Jesus's resurrection. Thomas immediately engaged his intellectual prowess and logical thinking and boldly and confidently announced that unless he could see Jesus and touch Jesus's wounds, he would not believe that he was alive. For Thomas, in order to experience the presence of Jesus, two of the five senses must have been engaged simultaneously in order for him to believe. Thomas had disengaged his hearing and activated his sight and touch unless I can see him and feel his wounds I will not believe eight days later Jesus drops in on yet another disciples meeting but this time Thomas is in the room John the evangelist paints the picture carefully and clearly. The doors are locked, and again, Jesus suddenly appears and again says, peace be with you. He then turns to Thomas and tells Thomas to put his finger in Jesus's hand and to put his hand in Jesus's side. I, my brothers and sisters, Thomas accepts the invitation and suddenly believes. Jesus responds by saying, you believe because you have seen me, blessed are those who believe without seeing me. As I visit this text, a few things come to mind. The first one is, trouble always comes early and always stays late. Let me say it again. Trouble always comes early and always stays late. There are at least two instances of trouble in this text. The first instance is the fear that has gripped the disciples. They have already seen Jesus in his resurrected state, yet they are meeting behind closed doors because they are still afraid. They have not yet concluded what the the religious leaders will do to them as a result of them following Jesus. And so they are are actually behind closed doors in fear. There is another instance of trouble that has arisen in the text, and that is Thomas's unbelief. Despite the fact that he has been with the uh, the disciples for an extended period of time and has developed presumably a bond with them, when they report Jesus's resurrection, he refuses to believe it. Even when you look at it and examine it closely, fear had already permeated the, the actual actual text before we started our reading. I would suggest to you that fear actually capsulated them, started uh, grabbing them over in the garden of Gethsemane and wouldn't let them go even after Jesus appeared in his resurrected state. Unbelief. Rears It's ugly head here as the disciples are trying to tell Thomas about Jesus being resurrected. Thomas refuses to believe it, yet it is true. Isn't it interesting, my brothers and sisters, that when we look at our own lives, trouble always comes early and always stays late. In fact, if you look back over your life when you have been in trouble, you didn't expect to get in trouble when you did. It just popped up on you without any announcement. And as if it that weren't bad enough, it, it actually had the audacity to stay even later. I don't know who this is for, but whoever is in the middle of trouble, you need to understand that one of, the, one of the properties of trouble is that it always comes early and always stays late. If the story had ended there, then I would suggest that trouble wins out. But since we keep reading, we see that there's more to the text. The next thing that comes to mind is that when trouble checks in don't you check out oh let me say that again when trouble checks in don't you check out might I suggest that at the time that the disciples told Thomas what had happened, uh, that he was on the verge of checking out. In fact, his faith had already checked out. You can see it by his response when they tell him, listen, unless I believe, unless I re- get a chance to feel him for myself and see him for myself, I will not believe. In other words, his belief that Jesus was resurrected from the dead had already checked out. It checked out properly. Perhaps at Calvary or maybe when they were bringing Jesus's body down off the cross and burying it in the tomb whenever it was, despite the fact that the that that Jesus had already been resurrected and talked to the disciples and shown himself in his resurrected state to his disciples. Thomas refused to believe it let me stop right there and tell somebody right now when trouble has checked in don't you check out because when you check out you give trouble the last word you know that you serve a God who can overcome any kind of trouble help you overcome any kind of trouble that you find yourself getting into I don't know who this particular part of the thought is for but whoever it is who's been dealing with some trouble now for a while don't you dare check out just because trouble has checked in. There's another thought that I can see in this text, and that is, watch this, this is a a, a warning. Don't let trouble deter you from your destiny. Oh, wait a minute, here's the text. At the time that Thomas tells the disciples the first time that he's not going to believe that Jesus is alive until he has an opportunity to touch him and touch the wounds and see him. My brothers and sisters, actually, the trouble of unbelief, belief was about to deter Thomas from his destiny. But here's the part that I like, and this is the shouting moment or the happy moment or the hallelujah moment, whatever you want to call it. Watch this. When Jesus checks in, trouble checks out. Trouble has checked in on two instances. Remember I told you trouble checked in when the disciples were afraid. Jesus pops in right then and there and brings calm to the situation. Trouble checks in again, this time with Thomas and his unbelief. Yet Jesus, eight days later, actually comes and uh, quails that unbelief. It's in the second meeting that Jesus has with the disciples where Thomas is that Jesus suddenly appears. And again, when Jesus appears, trouble checks out. Watch the dialogue between Jesus and Thomas. When Thomas actually gets to feel the wounds that Jesus has and actually sees Jesus, then the unbelief goes away. Can I suggest that again, Jesus checks in and trouble checks out. The evangelist doesn't say that but I believe, and this is just the JFM interpretation, that perhaps Jesus came to the meeting with the disciples a second time just so that he could go get his boy Thomas. He knew that Thomas was struggling with his unbelief, yet Jesus drops in so that Thomas could be brought back into the fold so that he could complete his destiny. I don't know who this is for, but don't you let trouble deter you from your destiny. When you're just about to reach the point where you are being engulfed by trouble. Why don't you call Jesus? Because the text teaches us that when Jesus checks in, trouble checks out. The interesting thing is it would have been wonderful had Thomas actually capsulated the belief, grabbed the belief on the report of the disciples alone about Jesus's resurrection, but he wouldn't believe unless he had an opportunity to see. And so I would suggest that Jesus's second visit to the disciples This time when Thomas is in the room is a way to tell Thomas better late than never. I don't know who it is who's been dealing with trouble, but you have yet to call on Jesus. But Jesus wants you to know right now that it's better late than never. Call on him now so that you can experience a breakthrough. Have a great day.